So, if you were so reluctant, why were you the one who came to my home to steal me away? Why did you volunteer to stay with me? I asked, my voice a little softer now. I understood how it felt to have your family demand things of you, tacitly or not. My own mother's constant hints about marriage attested to that. Because I knew what the others would do to you if they got you up here alone for full week. He replied, casting his eyes down as if embarrassed. They're not exactly... How do I put this? They're not exactly the most godly of men. You're saying they would have taken me, aren't you? Against my will? I asked bluntly. There was no point coming up with flowery euphemisms for such a repugnant crime. He nodded. Yes, they would. And I thought, well, if we have to kidnap this girl and hold her to ransom, then at least I want to be sure that she isn't violated in the most horrible way by my own family. He clasped his hands on the table in front of him. But I suppose that's not much consolation, considering you're stuck in the middle of nowhere with a kidnapper from a family you hate. I promise you, it's some consolation. I answered, a coldness passing over my body as I considered the reality of what would have happened if I'd been left with one of the other men on horseback. And I don't hate your family. He looked up at me, surprised. What? I corrected myself. Well, I might dislike many things your family has done, but unless they give me a reason, I will not hate individual members of your family. For instance, Duncan I hate, because he is a pig. Your father I hate, for the pain he has caused to my father. But you? You I do not hate, for I have no reason to. There was a moment of silence between us, and Brody scanned my face as if looking for a trace of sarcasm. But the kidnapping? If I am to believe you, which I think I do, I know that you were not the creator of this plan, and your choice to execute it was merely to stop a woman, from a family you apparently hate too, from being raped. If anything, you have given me reason to like you, I answered, as honestly as I could. I meant the words coming out of my mouth, but that didn't make them sound any less foreign or false. He was right. How could I not loathe the family who had caused mine so much pain? You believe you have reason to like me? He replied, a small smile playing at the corner of his lips. I blushed. Maybe. Well, I think I might have reason to like you, too. His tone was lighter now, almost playful. And what might that be? Finding anyone, let alone a woman of your great beauty, who has the selfless capacity to move past petty clan squabbles and look for the good in people, must surely be a woman I wish to align myself with. He smiled. We looked at each other for a moment as the words sunk in. So we both have reason to like each other. I began. Then I feel as if this week might be more bearable than I had first considered. He finished, his smile now broad. Pulling my hands from my lap, I placed them on the table.
My knuckles brushing up against his, the sensation sending fizzes of excitement down my body and across my spine. Maybe it was the strange mixture of emotions that the night had brought. Fear, anguish, horror, lust, relief. Or maybe it was the fact that ever since I'd first laid eyes on him, Brody had done something to me that no other man had done before. But when he leaned across the table towards me and cupped my face in his hand, I didn't flinch. When he moved his face down towards mine, brushing his lips against my own, I didn't move. And when he moved in again, parting his lips and tilting my head up to meet his kiss, I found myself responding, my hands reaching up to grasp his arms, gripping him, feeling his muscular form beneath my fingers. My heart was pounding, and I could feel an unfamiliar heat pooling between my legs, the kind that had only materialized when I'd slid my hand below my skirts late at night, when the whole family was asleep.